Welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about a wee case over which strategy should I use? How do I figure that out? And I'll tell you a wee story. I got an email from an investor the other day who says, I've got a dilemma. I don't know which strategy I should go for. Look, I'm mortgage-free on my own home, and I also own a plot of bear land. It's worth about 400 k and it's got a mortgage on it. So look, here this guy is. He's mid-30s, got a three-year-old kid. You know, living with his partner, and he's sitting there thinking about his financial future. And he's been to a mortgage advisor. They reckon he could borrow a billion dollars, let's call it. And here are the options as he sees them. There's four of them. First, he could build two townhouses on the bare plot of land he owns. He could build a house and a minor dwelling on that land. Or here's some other options. He could sell the land and buy a new built property from a developer. Or lastly, he could keep the land and also then go and buy a new built property with the developer. So these are the options as he sees them, and we're going to go through these today to just interrogate these a little bit, give you some of the pros and cons so you can ultimately decide, if you're in a similar situation, what might your options look like. But how would we go about solving this, Andrew? Well, uh, really, there's only two main options. Is it built or is it buy? So are you going to do the construction yourself or are you going to go and just get someone else to do it for you and just buy the finished product? So we'll start with the pros and cons of each of those. So let's go through the pros and cons of both of those. I'll cover build, Ed, you cover buy. Perfect. So let's start with the pros. With build, if you build yourself, often there'll be quite a lot of instant equity because the cost of building is less than what you might pay for from someone else. So once it's finished, your mortgage is going to be less than what you pay for the property from the developer from. So you've got an improved cash flow, a better equity position and a better cash flow position. So that's the pros. And I suppose in that instance, because you are hiring a builder to come and construct the property, instead of purchasing something finished from a developer, you're essentially taking some of the developer build margin yeah, in there. Yeah, I mean, developers normally have bigger margins because they're doing things on mass scale, but some of that will be yours. Well, that's where the cons start to come in. Yeah, now this is the interesting one. and something that I think people take for granted when they're looking at doing a build. There is so much risk involved. And seriously, I've been doing this for long enough to know that a lot of people that are way smarter than me, who are better in construction than me, have lost money in construction. So whenever I look at a development, I think, is there enough margin in this to make it worth my while taking on that added risk? Now, with the increasing building costs at the moment and labour shortage and you know even simple things like accessibility to jib, are you going to get to a point where you get partway through the build and things are going to slow down and it's going to cost you way more than you originally budgeted? And it's a big time commitment. So if you're a busy person, you've got a family, then you might not have the time to actually be project managing this. And yes, you can employ another project manager, but it's never going to be the same as if you're parting with the money. And also the other big thing is the product that you built might not be as good as when you buy from a developer. And the reason for that is, again, you don't have the experience to necessarily know, hey, this particular product is not as good as the other product and the other product is the same price. So you're not going to be able to differentiate that. I think that's actually a really good point. The thing is, if you build a thousand properties and you're, you're a 
big name developer. You've got a lot of experience. You know what works. You know how to do this efficiently. Your margin reflects that. Yep. And you can have a bit more certainty in the product. Now, if, when I say the product, I mean the house, the finished house. Now, if you are building something for the first time, just you don't know what you don't know. You're just not going to have as much experience. By the time you've done your 10th renovation, you're going to have more experience than when you did your first renovation. So it's just going to be better. So I think people can fall into the trap of just thinking it's like for like. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you hire a builder to do it versus you buy finished off a developer, they're not like for like. And I guess the other big part is you're going to have to fund the cost of the interest during the construction period and make progressive payments. So people sometimes forget that. When you're buying from a developer, often you buy it, the money changes hands when the property's complete. So therefore, you don't have to take on the full mortgage until the property's complete and you can put a tenant in there. If you're doing a construction loan where you're paying a builder to do it for you, you're going to have to make progressive payments. That mortgage for the build is going to get bigger and bigger and the interest bills are going to get bigger and bigger as the time goes on. Now let's transition across Dubai. So the great pro of this is it's easy and it's lower risk. Nothing's low risk, but it's lower risk compared to if you are building yourself. It's also got very low time commitment. You don't have to project manage that build. You're buying the finished product off a developer. And I do think that you can have, depending on who the developer is, who the builder is, but you can have some belief in the product that it's going to be decent because you are going to get the benefit of their experience. Which, of course, when you sell the property might come into account as well. Like, you know, if you're selling a Mike Greer home, for example, and Mike Greer is a very well-known brand, you know, someone in 10 years buying that might have more confidence than you doing this with Jim's builders in the backyard. <laughs> And I do. Sorry, Jim, if you're listening. Yeah, poor Jim. Pray for Jim. <laughs> and also, one last pro before we transition to the cons is that during construction, it's lower cost. You get your 10% deposit, you pay it to the developer, you might borrow it, but your interest costs are going to be lower than if you are increasing the size of the mortgage to make progressive payments. Now, let's transition across to the cons. If you are buying a new build from a developer, there is less opportunity for instant equity. There might be some, for instance, if you buy at a discount, and there are some situations. But the, I th- and you've, you've still got the market increases, but you've got that either way, right? Yeah, because that's market increases. You're going to be more reliant on the market increasing compared to you building this property yourself. Do you know, if you are going to build, there's likely to be more instant equity than if you go and buy a turnkey property. That's fair to say. The second thing as well is that because of that, your total mortgage will likely be higher than if you build. And because of that, there will be a poorer cash flow. I'm not saying it's going to be much, much poorer, but there might be a difference of $50,000 or $100,000 worth of borrowing, and that can impact your cash flow in part, especially as interest rates rise. And I think that's the same for both of them. It's not necessarily which one is better, it's which one is better for you. So Andrew, how do we figure out which strategy might be the right fit for Alistair of the show who sent the question in? Sure. Look, if you just wanted the highest return, the highest money out based on your money that you're putting in and investing, then you'd go for the build yourself. You'd put the units and, you know, to answer your question, I'd probably put two townhouses on there rather than one big house. Just generally speaking, you're probably going to get a higher cash flow from that without knowing all the details. If you're just looking for the highest return, then a couple of new build townhouses on that site might work for you. But there is a big difference between the numbers 
that you put into your budget spreadsheet and what's realistically going to happen. And again, I'm saying this with a lot of experience. I've never done a project and it run on a budget on time every time. It just doesn't happen. So you might want to be asking yourself whether or not you've got the experience to be able to judge it. And I agree with that because, you know, you can always come up with lots of ideas. I always talk about, this. oh, I've got so many ideas for how I'm going to get rich taking properties that developers want to rip down and relocating them onto bare land and connecting the services. You know, and when, you, oh, you run, oh, that's a good return, you know, when you run it on your spreadsheet and then I'll rent it out to a social housing provider, get the tax. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, there are lots of different ways you can make property work but what you've got to do is figure out well what's actually realistic for me yeah absolutely if you and I were working together then I'd probably be asking a few more questions as well so I'd want to know how'd you get the land first of all I mean was that something that you've inherited something that you've bought I would have thought he'd bought it Andrew because he's got about 80% 75% mortgage on it yeah so I probably actually want to know what the plan was when he bought it then probably because quite often I'll see an investor will have something that doesn't actually work because their plans change change and rather than sell it rather than suck the sand and go right it doesn't work for us anymore then they find ways of making it work rather than accepting it doesn't work oh so just to give an example he might have purchased this land thinking I'm going to build my dream home on yep. this then Bought something else. happened yep. got a new job or you know he was going to move to Queenstown and the land's down there not, probably not if it's 400k yeah, yeah. but then that changed and he still held on to it yeah and then digging into that a little bit I want to know is that land the right spot for a long term investment so you know if you build a couple of townhouses there I'd want to know whether or not that makes sense for location because I said before that could be the better return on investment but then of course if it's in the middle of a more remote area that might not be what the tenants want in that area really important so let's say that piece of land was in Manaya, population 1000, which I always talk about <laughs> on the on the show, which is in South Taranaki. Lovely town, got the Arrows Bread Factory, but probably not the best place to invest. So it really does come down to where it is, because actually the better quote-unquote investment decision might be to sell that and buy new builds elsewhere. That's right. And, you know, you'd also want to ask a little bit about the money and whether or not there's any conditions around what you're using that for. So broker could say a million dollars, but again, I've been a broker, so I know that you might go and go, what's your equity? What's your income allow you to do? About a million bucks. But is that a million bucks to actually build and hold? Is it a million dollars that you can build, but you've got to sell this as specs? I'm not sure. Or is it something that you have to be able to get a X amount return on investment from a rental standpoint. Or it could just be, hey, you can borrow a million dollars to go buy you build townhouses, for example, or an existing rental property. Do you often find from your experience that if somebody wants to go in and get a mortgage from the bank, is there a difference between what the bank will lend them if they're going to build versus if they're going to buy turnkey? Well, there's lots of provisions when you've got a turnkey, for example, having percentage overruns. And banks are definitely more conservative if you're doing a build because of the fact that overruns are pretty much guaranteed in the market like this. So would you say it's possible that the banks, or the broker in this case, has said, hey, million bucks but actually if it was for a build might be a bit less than if, that if I were the broker I would be looking at it and probably factoring a bit more of a risk buffer in there so it might be 900,000 so a couple of questions in there obviously the first one is is it in the right spot for a long term investment I think that is the crucial question yeah, That's don't, crucial. don't just build on it because you got the land. Sell the land if it's not the right spot. And then secondly, can you get the money to fund it? And I think if either of those are no, the decision's probably to sell the land and buy some new builds. And the reason I say sell it is you got 320k worth of debt on it. And if you're deciding not to build on it, then you probably want to remove that debt so you can get more and buy 
whatever the right decision is for you. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're looking for a bit of help with your portfolio, you might like to come and see us for a portfolio planning session. This is completely complimentary. And I tell you what, to find out more about that, just whip out your phone, send us a text. Our number is 5522 and text us the word plan and we'll give you a buzz. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Bickle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 